Milena, focus the super long-range camera on that point. Roger that. LaGrange 2. That's an area where they're not even developing any colonies. The perfect place to hide, I'd say. I'm showing the location now. There's nothing there. Superimpose the star map for our current location. Right away. What's this? The star's positions are off. Optically camouflaged. Felt, calculate the area of the discrepancy. Roger. The area? A diameter of 15 kilometers! 15 kilometers? Something that big needs to be camouflaged. On the dark side of the moon. Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. Painted on the ceiling of the Sissine Chapel is Aeolia Shenberg, reaching out and creating Gundam. I'm Tyler. Huh, that just made me think. Do you think Michelangelo hit any, like, dong pics on the top of the Sistine Chapel? He is a party dude. (laughs) (laughs) I just had that thought. My name is Zach. It's unrelated. We are watching episode... 47 of Gundam 00 today, which I just had the name of up. Oh, wait. Oh, you know, I just had the opportunity to grab my notebook, too, and then I didn't. Um, <laughs> We're good at this. Uh, for the future? Yeah. Episode 22 of part two. For the future. As previously stated last week, we have to speed run this because we're trying to get three of these in today. And I think we might get two of these in today. And we had many, many technical issues. Mr. Bushido and Setsuna FSA are in a duel to the death. Speaking of the death, Nana. Chun Li and Hong Long. Hong Long are there Brutler. now. I'm sorry. I find it funny that we can remember the Brutler's name, but I honestly, like, we call her Chun Li for so many times. I honestly do not know her it's name. It's Juan Lume. Yeah, but... Lume. Okay. The thing is, I call her Chun Li because while I know her name in my head, it will not come out of my lips. <laughs> I honestly or, did not know her name. At least not consistently. And every time I say it right, Zach, like, speaks over me or there's a table bump or something, and I have to edit it out. <laughs> Oh, no, Sorry. she's an SCP. Yes. Um. <laughs> Saji's there, too. Uh, Soma's mad because all Louia wants her to drive. And uh, Luis is having a mental breakdown. And Ian's like, oh, by the time you get back, we should have a new shipment of playsets and toys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's everything. Sounds about right. You can watch along on Crunchyroll if you like. Again, it is episode 22 for the future. We start out where we were at the end of last episode, after the credits, the space of Gundam double O, the Gundam, <laughs> taking Setsuna and Mr. Bushido on a trip. And Setsuna's like, I think I know why Aeolia made the Gundams. Um, it was to prepare us for this really nice trip. I was going to say, it's for the future. There was the episode. Okay, bye. <laughs> so I'm going to reform myself. Anyway, did you ever play Persona 4? It's a lot like that. <laughs> anyway, we flash back to Mr. Bushido's origin story, I guess. Yeah, when he learned Bushido from Billy's Billy Katarari's uncle, uncle in yeah, Japan. I... <laughs> <laughs> like, of anybody you could have possibly picked, you picked this dude? Yeah, this is why he and Arthur Goodman had to be two different characters. Arthur Goodman doesn't know anything about Bushido. I guess Katagiri does seem like a Japanese last name. 
But also, Billy's name is Billy. Yeah, but this is his uncle, so maybe like his brother moved to America. And also, we know Japan and America are the same country now. That's yeah, they're fair. one of the big blocks. Anyway, he went to like Johto <laughs> with Billy's uncle to learn Bushido during the time skip. He even did that thing where he was under a waterfall. God, I hate this so much. I don't know. I like this bit okay, but like the Mr. Bushido thing is so dumb it doesn't work, right? Yeah. The idea of Graham like trying to find himself after the first half of Gundam Double O and ending up in Japan and getting really into Bushido, like that kind of tracks, but this is so late in the game. When I was a young man, that other young man. In the man, fact that he's just running around calling himself Mr. Well, I guess he doesn't actually call himself Mr. Bushido, but he responds to it. Yeah, that's just, like I said, the uh, Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. As a matter of fact, I did. <laughs> In him. Well, and he like kind of makes the good point of that young man said I was twisted, but he is also someone who can do nothing but fight. Well, it turns out he changed, Scrooge. Yeah, but Bill, uh, Mr. Bushido is trying to double down. Yeah, the only thing I want to do is fight him specifically. Setson's like, all you care about is victory? And Bushido's like, yes. And he's like, what else is there? And Setson's like, obviously, tomorrow and the future and stuff. Well, remember, <laughs> winning isn't everything. It's the only thing that matters. So Setsuna tries to do the giant fuck-off beam saber, but Graham deflects it, and then they get, like, right up close and personal. Uh, and it's not a beam saber. Setsuna just has the... He okay. puts his two gun swords together. Yeah, but he does, like, fire a beam saber out of it, and Graham deflects it. Yeah, and Graham's like, sorry for taking your life. And Setsuna's like, it's cool, I took class levels in Kira Yamato. And <laughs> Samurai catches the blade. And Graham is like, what? That's so bushy You my sword, and then Setsuna's like, I did more than that, and breaks it in half. So then he throws that away, grabs two beam sabers out of his butt, and <laughs> stab. <laughs> They're his beam daggers that he's had before. It's, yep. it's the return of the plot dagger, Tyler. But then he stabs us Susano. Susano. So hard that it's cool gear and Lagan mask breaks. <laughs> and reveals that it's a flag. It's been a flag the whole time. Which, to be fair, is what Graham said. Yep. He was like, hey, it's a flag. You know, it would be really interesting is if it was, like, revealed to be the same one he used in the previous season. That like, would if be it was actually cool. the same one. That would be kind of cool. So Graham ejects from it and is like, well, I guess you have to kill me now. And says it has kind of just got the thing of, okay, I win. Now... Fuck off and leave me alone. I do really like the, like, close-up we get of the double O's face reflected in beam saber light. It looks rad as well. Well, and it's tra and still in Trans Am, yep. so it's vibrating slightly. Yeah, it's that Gundams look great as the devil sort of thing that we got a lot with Shin. As Mr. Bushido's like, kill me, you coward. But then Setsu turns off the Trans Am and his beam saber. And, and he's like, hey, I will live. Suicide is bad. You also need to fight to learn how to live. Anyway, bye, Graham. Also, I don't need to kill you because I've already proven that I can beat you. This week's horoscope for Virgo is... Virgo? <laughs> <laughs> this, this week's horoscope for Virgo is live! Anyway, where's Luis? And Sashi's like, uh, I think she fucked off. I get the feeling more of Andre towed her off. Yes. And Sashi's like, thanks, Setsuna. And he's like, for what? And Sashi's like, I don't know. We're like bros now. Well, I mean, even through that fight, for the most part, Setsuna's primary... Or at least while Louise was still in the field, was kind of on the side of a... Uh, no, focus on Louise. Get her out of here. Yeah. Then we cut to Regina being like, so if you awakened as a purebred type, I've always wanted a Dalmatian, Setsuna. Your power holds the fate of humanity. 
or something. I don't know. We're so Mr. Bushido dealt with before the opening sequence. Yep. <laughs> that just really goes into how little importance he is to the series. I mean, they do a good job of making him a foil for Setsuna at the end here, but they do it in two minutes, and boy, do I wish they did it 20 episodes ago. If they were going to do something like that, I think, again, it's a 70% execution thing. This was always the plan, but they didn't do a good enough job showing us why he was a Bushido edgelord. And then the, because <laughs> Billy's uncle taught him, it's such a underwhelming explanation. And we never I wonder like, if it would have been better to kind of give that at the beginning and show that show Graham and then Mr. Would, Bushido cropping up later. I would have loved a uh, Rocky-style montage of Graham doing Bushido training as the opening to the second season of Double O. It just starts on that for like five minutes. I feel and like spending away. some time on Graham's like little journey as to how he ended up there would be a better option. Like I've said before, I think what the actual problem is is that Graham doesn't have anybody to talk to. He doesn't have anybody to say these things to. All he does is sit in the back of the room being like, yes, as a matter of fact, I did. Well, And he's only in there... In a good chunk of them, he's only there for about half the season. Yeah. And even then, he's not around for very long. I feel like he could have talked about those with Billy at some point, because they've had screen time together, and they just don't. But not that much. Like, he's only around Billy. Well, they could have made it that yeah. way. I'm saying they had excuses. This is why I want more Louise and Graham stuff, because then he has somebody to talk to. And he's like, I also want revenge. And he can, like, be poisoning her brain by accident. Here, have some Bushido. Well, just by, ta- just by talking about, like, here's what I think, and... Yeah, we both want revenge on the Gundams. We are two of a kind. Wear this mask. <laughs> <laughs> you must be you. the Konoichi. <laughs> I, I kind of want a Louise in a, in a Bushido mask now. Let me look up you're, Louise Halloween in a Bushido mask really quick. Someone's got to have done that. I don't think you're going to get any hits. It's, everything is someone's fetish, but I don't think you're going to get any hits. <laughs> So then we jump back to the Ptolemaeus, and someone is like, you found the Veda's location. That's very convenient, because that's what we wanted. Felt's like, hey, we completed data analysis of your piece of paper, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's on the dark side of the moon. And so Maragi's like, do we have any super long-range cameras we can look at Lagrange 2 with? And Ian's like, they aren't putting any colonies there, so it's the perfect place to hide. Showing the location on the floor now. And there's a bunch of empty space. So Sumeragi's like, hmm, why don't we put a star map of that area from our location over that? Hey, look at all these discrepancies. Looks like it's there's a something field. 15 kilometers around that just looks like some stars. So I missed this um, at the beginning of the episode. So they knew the thing was cloaked when they went at it. Yes. yes. Okay. So Tierra's like, man, that's a big thing to cloak. Yeah. And then Felt's face uh, goes through some excellent animation as she... Uh, realizes that uh i forgot her name oh no here comes linda, linda vashti you, Lindy. i was gonna call her lily <laughs> i'm like that's not it it's linda vashti with all their new playsets and toys meanwhile the innovators are like well celestial beings coming so i guess let's just put our, all of our ships in front of our cloaked thing to destroy them you get on it good man and billy kataragi is like we're gonna kill celestial being and then there will be a world peace that's not billy that's billy's uncle i'm sorry you're right billy's uncle homer <laughs> who should have definitely taught Mr. Bushido the ways of the Odyssey, right? Right. <laughs> should have been like, there will be sirens. You will need to plug your ears. <laughs> be careful of Scylla and Charybdis. <laughs> Don't let your crew get turned into pigs. So they have 20 warships and 100 mobile suits. And some license holders who have left. And Arthur Gooden's like, good riddance. <laughs> they were never helpful. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. 
Louise goes with them, so presumably she has a license now. Andre also goes to list them, because presumably Arthur has written him off. <laughs> he just hangs out with these people all the time anyway. And Hilling's like, hey, I know Ribbon's plan. I'm specialer than you guys. The plan is giant death laser, I guess. Are they like just... Uh, is she on autopilot or something, you think? Because we see a shot of Louise, and she's like noshing on clone pills and just flo- like just floating in her cockpit. She's just doing that cyber new type stuff. This is just how you pilot this monstrosity of a mobile armor. She also has thriller eyes, as she decided that Nana deserved to be murdered in cold blood. I mean, she kind of did. Cut to the Vashti family looking at all their cool new playsets and toys. Ian's face is like hid in a candy shop. And he's like, oh, wow, you even brought the O Gundam. And you painted it just like the RX-78 for the people in the cheap seats. <laughs> Wasn't it? A- <clears throat> no, it's originally just white. No, I mean, like, at the beginning of the season, I think it was already painted like this. Nope. Like, when we saw it before. Nope. We've only seen it in, like, a full white. We've only seen it in the past when Ribbons was piloting oh, I thought it. I thought we saw it um, at the... Yeah, there's when a they scene were where doing they're testing the, the, oh, the drives right. on it, but Thanks. I don't think it was painted then. I'd have to double check to see. And I'm not gonna. So <laughs> and Ian's like, we even put a particle tank in it so we can use it for a little bit. I love Milena's salute that causes her to start to rotate. It's very good. Then we cut back to the briefing room, and I love that the Gundam boys and Saji are all looking over it, but Soma is too cool and is just leaning against the side of the wall like the colonel taught her. She's also the only one in her flight suit. Everybody else is just in their casual clothing. She's just like, point me at something so I can shoot it. I don't think she has a casual celestial being uniform. She doesn't, but neither does Saji. Yep, but Saji wants to be in casual clothes, and Soma wants to be like, I'm a part of this. Okay, that's fair. Although they found her the color-coded flight suit. You saying they don't have any more color-coded uniforms to go with it? Okay. They do. Alleluia just was there when she got it and, like, hid it from her. <laughs> Hear me out. In the epilogue, Milena opens up a, uh, actually felt in, uh, I already forgot her name, Christie's Honor. Christina. Opens up a fashion shop called um, Casual Being that sells casual space loungewear. So they're like, yeah, they put a giant fleet in front of it. That's definitely where Veda is. And so Setsuna in the most tactically brain-dead fashion says, we'll just break through the fleet and go kill him that way. And Saji's like, okay, I'm in. I have to fight my own battle. Louise will probably be there, and I'm your bro now, Setsuna. And so Sumeragi calls him Mr. Crossroad, which I think (laughs) is great. Like, it's so formal. Like, I feel like she's talked to Saji before, hasn't she? To be fair, the Japanese is Crossroad Coon. So, like, that's pretty reasonable. It's casual, but not too casual. So they're about to, like, launch this assault. Is there a reason they needed to do it, like, now? Well, they don't want them to move Veda. Yeah, so, like, I, I time think, is sort of okay, of the essence. Yeah, that, but, that's the idea, I think, is that they're worried that they'll move Veda. Tyler, they, there are um, only four episodes left. <laughs> I'm just saying, couldn't they just, like, wait a week for the enemy fleet to get bored or something? Do some better planning than, I don't know, boost it, Chewie. <laughs> well, except for the fact that they know they're going to come after it, and they know that Celestial Being kind of has to take Veda. So they can just leave their fleet parked in front of it for as long as it's going to take. I'm just saying we have given Sumeragi so many MVP points for coming up with good plans, and this is not a great plan. So Four episodes left, Tyler. She ran out of command points. <laughs> Soma's like, I'm going to. I have to kill Andre. He might be there. And Alleluia refers to her as Soma Pierce, so apparently she hit him enough to make him stop referring to her as Mary. But to be fair, Lyle also was like, hey, don't do that, man. And then he tried to start calling her Soma and did okay. Uh, Speaking of Lyle, he's like, yeah, we all have our own motivation. Mine is revenge, exclamation mark, question mark. (laughs) And Setsuna's like, we're all fighting for the future. 
etc. Yeah, I'm not good with speeches, so that's all you're getting. Hallelujah's motivation. That was I want a place where people who are weird can live in peace. There's a shot of Sumeragi. Oh no, we're doing that now. Never mind. And Sumeragi just has this look of like very proud mom after Setsuna speaks up, and Setsuna's like, "I gotta change. If I don't." Lyle's brother's ghost is never going to stop haunting me. And Felt's like, that's going to haunt Setsuna. <laughs> <laughs> so Sumeragi's like, we depart as soon as we get ready. And Ollie's like, but we don't have a helmsman. Lasse's like, I got over my space being shot. I can pilot. I've literally just been standing out in the hallway waiting for someone to bring this up so I can make <laughs> my dramatic entrance. Anyway, everyone stares at Setsuna. Setsuna's like, okay, it's time. Change! He, he does say, let's go and look towards Felt, which is interesting. Anyway, I think it's mostly a matter of he says, let's go and looks towards the front of the ship. Might be. To be clear, because we have not said it, Linda came on this like weird backup spaceship that is now just following the Ptolemaeus like it's being towed. I shouldn't say weird. It's like a Millennium Falcon size ship. It's too big to be a shuttle, but yeah, too small to be a freighter. Or and so we get a shot of Marina and the children. So, yes, they did take that truck into space. Uh, yes. On a spaceship. The kids are having fun in space. I do like that little shot of the kids just spinning in low gravity. While they stare at the stars, which, to be fair, would be beautiful. But all Marina can think about is, wow, Setson's fighting and probably dying out there. He's got a few extra lives, I'm sure. We cut to the bridge where Gene One has told Sheeran that the giant fleet is there and Celestial Beings going to go 1v51 them. 21? We decided it was 21. Yes. And Klaus is space equivalent. He's like, yes, we heard the same thing from the coup d'etat faction. In fact, they sent us a tactical forecast. <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to someone be like, our forces are ready, Colonel. And we see the bottom of a face of a Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder which one it could be. There's only a few of them. And how many of them have that distinctive birthmark mole thing? And how many of them are still alive? And how many of them wear glasses and have black hair? That we, because we can see that much, even <laughs> though we don't actually see her entire face. Also, it would be a very weird thing to introduce another character at this point in the game. That's, yeah. Which Cotty is it Monikinine? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we cut the ribbons. He was like, the battle for Earth in this corner, Setsuna FCA, who has awakened as a purebred type. <laughs> In this corner, me and my innovators and these CGI copy-pasted bring stabbities that are behind me. <laughs> my, my note for this was... was I, I don't know why when I watched it the first time, I didn't really put it together, but geez, he's got a lot of stabbities. There are so many stabbities. My, uh, my note for this is uh, ribbon brings stabbity. Um, <laughs> There are so many. It's just the shot of his James Bond layer, but there is just so many coffee to bring stabbities. There's, there's like just, only, just on screen, there's probably close to like 80 of the them. The only just way there. this would be funnier is if you had more stabbities in the middle of that, like the arch for the stairs, and they're standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah, I'm just waiting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for one of them to like be uncomfortable on the stair. Why are they packed on the stair? Why are they standing? Like, there's so much room in the living room. What I want is just like one a new returner in here, like it's where's Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, Tyler, they can't be in front of ribbons because nobody is allowed to be in front of ribbons. They can be around ribbons. Cut to Mr. Bushido, who has a wakasashi in his cockpit because, of course, this motherfucker does. Who grabs it in order to commit Harakiri. But then he remembers Setsuna telling him to live. And he's like, ah, maybe I should just go back to being Grammaker. And I think this is where we should bring up, this is a series wrap for Mr. Bushido. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, this he, is it. 
He will show up one more time in the epilogue to show he lived. Great. But doesn't this seem like it should be setting up him showing up later to yeah. like help out? Yeah. Or do well, the only issue with him showing up later to help out is his mobile suit is literally fucked. I was thinking that, but eh, we can hand wave he, that. What if he showed up in a fucking flag, Zach? No, that, that's the thing. Is like what that mobile suit is jacked, but because we see what other if he characters got on show Catheron up. ship and was in a flag. I mean, that would be rad. Like that'd be great. But no, they're just like, yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, we don't get an eye catch on the last shot of Mister Bushido contemplating his dagger and the way of Bushido. Hello and welcome to season two, episode twenty-two of Gundam Two Zeros. Apologies for killing you. Anyway, hey, and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, I don't know that we have a whole lot going on this week, but hey, that episode that I mentioned about where I tell people what my favorite Warhammer factions are after an extremely brief primer is up on our Patreon, so if that sounds like your jam, yeah. I don't know. Other than that, uh, I've gotten a fair number of reports that our various streams aren't working, so if you're listening to this, uh, you're not one of them, so I guess it's not actually terribly relevant, but it's yeah, I'm working on it. I don't know, I'm kind of sick today. My brain's not braining correctly. So let's get back to the episode and see how Graham Akers' character arc resolves. Come back from Bushido. The super long-range camera has finally found the enemy fleet. So Setsuna starts heading for his mobile suit, but there's a felt in the hallway who does not full name him, and he does not full name her in response. So they oh, must man. be fucking, right? <laughs> <laughs> with this group, yeah, that's, that, that, that has to mean that. Especially with Sensenus, specifically. But <laughs> So Felt's like, anyway, here's this flower that Linda gave me. I want you to have it. I don't know. Lacus had a cool ring to give Kira, and I don't have anything like that. But it's symbolic of life this. and stuff. And then he puts it in his helmet. <laughs> I like how, like, she, like, gets kind of shy in her body language. She puts her hands behind her back and, like, kind of turns to the side well, a she, bit. And she says, I hope Miss Marina won't be upset by this. And Setsuna is immediately like, we aren't like that. I, like, find it odd that Setsuna picks up on it enough to be like, oh, no, don't worry about it. No, that. I think it's just so used to people asking at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reflex. <laughs> no, to me, this is like, nah, we can have that sort of relationship because I don't have one with her. No, this I, is like I, got almost, read, uh, I got that read, too. <laughs> I like how he's like, anyway, I'm going to my Gundam. And Felt's like, uh, are we not going to like kiss or something? And she's like, uh, hey, please don't die. And he's like, Roger that. The most romantic thing he's ever said. <laughs> well, I mean, we already know that Setsuna is really bad about acknowledging his feelings. Like, that's something that he's always been bad at. Is I must change. Himself. Yeah. I must keep a journal <laughs> of my feelings. <laughs> I do actually really like this scene. I no, just can't help but compare it to the Lacus Kira one, and it really doesn't live up to that. It <laughs> kind of shouldn't, because both Felt and uh, Setsuna are not that kind of person. True. Whereas Lacus is Lacus and Kira extroverted. are much more extroverted than these two are. I guess also Kira wearing the ring as a necklace is kind of cute. Setsuna just being like flower helmet. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it's like... If you put a flower in his helmet, that would be kind of cute. But the fact that it's in like that glass uh-huh. container, that's just an accident waiting to happen. That's so he can get the, his eye bloodied like Lock-On did for the finale. He'll just have it in the cockpit later. Like He obviously isn't going to have it in his helmet for the rest of the time because it's too big. It'll become a motif the next time he goes into double O space or something. Anyway, we're going to do a big long launch sequence, so we got to play the insert song. I was going to say, I kind of like the insert song over this launch sequence. Uh, it works. It's pretty it's, good. It's, it's just kind of got the glory feeling to it because we're heading into the final fight. Yeah, 
it's just like I've said before, I find it super weird that Gundam Seed always used their insert songs in really intense fights that were not important to the story. And Double O uses it on the slowest moments. I actually yep. do like this launch sequence as well, but. But we get all the character motivations kind of resated, uh, where Thierry is like, I'm going to get my girlfriend, I mean, Veda back. Guide me, lock on. And we do get uh, Milena being like, Don't die, Mr. Erd. He's like, No promises. <laughs> <laughs> Alleluia has finally learned to call Marie Soma. And so she's like, you can call me Mary. That's all I wanted. Well, because unlike you and Hallelujah, we're much more of the same person. I can call you Hallelujah, and you can call me Marie. But he still refers to her Soma when they take off. Yeah, yeah, they fixed it. Again, 70% execution. <laughs> Lockon's like, Anu, I'm going to do it. I haven't decided what it is yet, but it's targeted and firing. <laughs> it, it is going to get done. And Setsuna is looking out for his bro Saji as they go. And he's like, don't worry about it. I've decided I'm a Gundam protagonist. Anyway, they launch in unison. I do like, Setsuna just takes off. He looks like a normal-ass pilot doing it. Saji still, like, gets shoved back into his chair by the G-Force, but, like, he's clearly much more used to it than he used to be. Well, I mean, he's not been doing this for very long. Yeah. It's just nice juxtaposition to some of the first times we saw him taking off. It's not comical anymore, but it's still, clearly, he's not used to it. Yep. So the the... Insert song abruptly ends and it's fight time. Arthur Goodman is like, counterattack. Don't fail me, special duty ships. Don't worry, they'll fail him. So then the fight starts. Yep. Alleluia and Soma go ahead to missile Launch boat. missiles. G and particle missiles. Well, that's the only missiles they got. That's fair. Tiaria also goes ahead to blast them all with the fuck off cannon. <laughs> they have a good alpha strike is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a very good I hit you first. The and Arios now the Arios a, finally has a big gun. Yep. It, it looks a lot more like the wing now. It's just because it has a big gun. It's probably because of the big cannon. <laughs> it doesn't have the shield. It holds the cannon in two arms. It's different enough. Also, Alleluia does not shout, I'll kill you, every time he uses it. Lockout has a cool new shoulder gun. And it's like, like, oh, <laughs> better, buy our toys. New, <laughs> better buy the new model kit, Cheridum Plus. And now uh, Setsuna has the Exia's sword gun. But it's green. I actually really like the green extra color on it. It adds a lot, in my opinion. But the enemy ships are withdrawing from the area. They aren't. They are actually doing the opposite, which is trying to ram the Ptolemaeus. And so Sumeragi's like, well, this sucks. Sets it up. Fuck them up. <laughs> and Setsuna's like, okay, one riser sword coming right up. Now it comes out of my Exia gun. I love this one little jinx that's like, I will stop him. <laughs> I want to be a guy who kills the guy who killed Freeze. Ah. So Setsuna cuts three battleships in half. Not the special duty ships. The special duty ships. Uh, they activate Arthur Goodman's trap card of anti-beam particles. I guess these are just GN particles, but they serve the purpose of being anti-beam. They are particle disruption. So H2O molecules? As far as I can tell, yeah, it's just smoke. Because well, we know that water did that. Yeah, I think it's sufficient other solid matter just disrupts it. So Sumeragi's like, well, at least they didn't ram us. Let's get out of here, gang. And Goodman's like, well, they did it faster than we expected, but attack them anyway. Overwhelm them with numbers. I mean, it makes a little bit of sense that they would have dealt with it faster than you expected, because who would have expected them to have a sword that big? To be fair, they've seen this multiple times on their Death Stars. That's got to be in the report. Used a giant fucking sword. No, you have to understand. He was in lower atmosphere, (laughs) and he stabbed us. (laughs) That's what I call a reach weapon. (laughs) Soma and Alleluia do some awesome piloting stuff. Setsuna's like, well, it's a good thing I'm a close combat specialist. I'm going to stab some people. 
Yeah, so Soma and uh, Alleluia are just firing a ton of missiles in the general direction of the enemy. Alleluia. They're firing so many that Alleluia is starting to run out of them. That's uh, never just, happened. Yes, put an asterisk by that for the rest of the series. <laughs> Alleluia is starting to run out of missiles. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the real piece of equipment that they brought with them for the Arios was a replicator to resupply its missile racks. Tiaria gets stabbed. Luckily, his Gundam is so armored, it just kind of knocks him back. And then Lock-On shows up to tackle the guy out of the way for him. Well, he also well, he... blocks up with a shield bit, which is kind of cool. But they are breaking through the line of the Gundams towards the Ptolemaeus. I feel like the shield bits are some of my favorite piece of like weaponry in this entire show. There's a lot of good bit stuff in Gundam Double A. There's some stuff in the movie that I really like. But yeah, yeah the shield bits are cool because just they take hits and that looks cool, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Some mobile suits with anti-ship torpedoes reach the Ptolemaeus and hit it. They hit the port side. And before Phil can give a damage report, it explodes again. And then there's just missiles and sets in a cutting people up. It's Yeah, this is actually a really cool action scene. It's just like, it's hard to describe because this missile is just stuff blowing up. Well, and we're only, we're getting like bits and pieces, obviously, as we're dancing through the each Gundam pilot killing some fools and then seeing the Ptolemaeus getting nailed by missiles. We've praised the action scenes in Double O a lot, and now there are only four episodes left, so there's more budget for this. I do love how Lasse is like, are they just going to bully us to death? This is unfair. But no, some mobile shoots, suits actually show up, and they have... Yet another Archangel getting saved by Kira moment. They do do a cool shot of the mobile suit going around at 90 degrees, though. And by Kira Yamato, we mean Catheron. Yep. Catheron Yamato shows up <laughs> with their three ships. And however many mobile suits they have just laying down ballistics fire. Which is tactically good for this anti-beam field, which lets the Celestial Being pilots regroup. Ooh, that they was reuse that Yeah, that one. was the exact same shot, right? Mm-hmm. And Lockdown's like, good job, guys, I called in. I do kind of like how whenever we see Cateron firing, it's not like they're dancing around or anything. They're like, all right, we're just revolutionary warring this. We're just going to fire everything in that direction. They're acting as stationary turrets. So Sumeragi's like, ah, oh, they predicted the anti-field would be used. That means Catheron could actually do a thing. So let's go straight for the enemy fleet now. <laughs> and Goodman is like, Catheron, as if they will make a difference. Oh no, I'm wearing a space helmet and cannot twirl in my mustache. <laughs> that I do not have. And like, uh, sir, they have one of our ships. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean they have one of our ships? Incoming uh, particle beam. Incoming particle beam. And he's like, what the fuck do you mean incoming particle beam? And then he starts to explode. Not dead explode, but his ship rocks. Well, and then he gets a call from uh, Colonel Monikin. He's <laughs> like, hey, just to warn you, we're rebelling. Because you guys are dicks. I declare you're no longer a military, and the future of the world will be decided by the will of the people. And they elected me colonel. We will charge you for your barbarity, and the people will pass judgment on you. And Arthur Goodman is like, well, that bitch. Kill her, too. They're all anti-government forces. Which is true. They just declared that. <laughs> Although she kind of declared we're pro-government and you're not anymore. But I don't think that is what happened. I don't think not Bama has given her any power. <laughs> but they deployed jinxes to this fight. and Led by Kalasar <laughs> the Indestructible here to save the day. <laughs> he gets a kill there too. He's so excited about it. <laughs> they just start absolutely ripping through the A-laws. Turns out this battle wasn't the 1v20 that they thought it was going to be. And like we can't fire back because they're hiding behind our ships. And Arthur Goodman is like, destroy our ships then. We're the bad guys, remember? <laughs> but it's too late because 
an enemy ship is broken through. Specifically, the Ptolemaeus is yep. broken through the anti-GN feel. Or but it doesn't really matter field. because Setsuna individually has broken through. <laughs> In Trans Am. And fires just a big old beam and Arthur Goodman is off the table. They yep. should have found a better man. Arthur Goodman gets stabbed or shot. Who can say? I'm pretty sure he got shot because Setsuna had it in gun mode. Yeah, who can say? <laughs> I feel like for Setsuna, that's a slider, not a motion. <laughs> He's got a dimmer switch on his sword, not a gun button. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Arthur Goodman is now Arthur Deadman. Yep. R.I.P. Are we peace. killing off characters one at a time through these last few episodes? I think we are. We lost two last episode. We lost three last episode. Okay. Oh, um, you mean the rest of them? Or is it one death for the... I don't know. No, I think I think at least one main character dies in every episode after this one. Main character is a stretch for Arthur Goodman. He's named character. He's then. an antagonist. Yeah, I would put him below Chen Li on list of <laughs> characters in double. I know eventually we have a we we have one episode that kills an awful lot of main care awful lot of named characters at one time. There's yep. one that kills a lot of the same named character <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. But wait, there's more. We cut back to Morena and the kids. And Shirin was not allowed to go to fight either, apparently, because she's here watching the big fight. With Marina and the kids, and everyone is just kind of hanging out over there. You know, it feels like you could use that warship. Like, I assume it's like a transport ship. It's it, got a giant-ass window on it. Yeah. So do a lot of these ships. Anyway, Ribbons is watching this on uh, TV. Innovator TV. And he's like, hey, they broke through my A-laws. Uh, humans still love to fight. And Regina's like, yeah, didn't you make them fight? This is like you being like, stop punching yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you certainly like punching yourself. And Ribbon's like, this is also what you want, isn't it? I told you, I'm superior to all of you. You could even say I'm your god. Oh, wait, we're too cowardly to write that. You could even say I'm your creator. Anyway, I know what you've been thinking. And for some reason, this knowledge that I feel like Regina should have had already really pisses Regina off. Yeah, your quantum brainwaves are transmitting everything to me. I think it's more a matter of she didn't realize that he was actually able to read everything she was thinking. But anyway, she's like... Well, this has got to end. And then shoots Ribbons right in the damn head. Yep. And Man, she's like, I thought he was more important. And she's like, no, I am a Bond villain. You're just some asshole. <laughs> now I have the Bond layer. It's me. <laughs> Dio. I will guide humanity. Man, they're doing the thing again. They just decided that somebody else was going to be our big bad from the first season. They're doing it again. But Ignore the immediate first yeah. shot of next time on Guns of Double <laughs> They don't even try. I know. To be fair, they cleaned this up before the uh, credits yeah, next episode. Sure, but if you're going to end on this cliffhanger, you try to preserve it until the episode. Man, okay. Yeah, you don't immediately have him show up again in the preview. All right, I... I think this episode's a lot better than the last one. It's weird to me compared to Gundam Seed how long the final battle in Double O is. I don't think it's bad, but this is a long stretch of a final battle. It's four whole episodes. That's including this one, and it's kind of a slow intro into it, but it kind of is taxing, I think. is going to have a lot more missiles. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, he has a he has a lot of missiles. Well, he that he, gets he to considers use. starting to run out eighty <laughs> percent. How many missiles does that damn thing carry? Yes, 
<laughs> it's got one heavy arms worth of missiles. It's more missile now than man. It's got more, it's got more missiles than heavy arms. Heavy arms regularly ran out, remember? He's uh, been drinking a lot of protein shakes for that missile mass. What did you guys think of the ribbon's death the first time you saw it? Did you like think believe it for a second? I know Tyler, you had ribbons get shot by somebody on your bingo card. Yeah, I did. Um I was not ex- I was also kind of expecting it to be a no sell, but I believed it briefly, but I assumed that he had like merged with Veda or something, and which is spoilers kind of the answer. So yeah. I actually didn't think like you I know. was surprised, but I didn't think it was gonna stick because there's something that hasn't appeared yet that it, he is very featured with and something else. Yeah, video game ribbons allmark is so different from like series ribbons allmark in a weird way. To the point where Zach texted me, he's like, wow, you were right. That thing doesn't show up at all in this series. <laughs> Which is kind of, I, I like the design of the thing, but it hasn't shown up yet. And yeah. even you, after watching episode 24, hasn't seen it yet. <laughs> all right. Do you have a high point, Tyler? I think for me, it's actually uh, getting to see Alleluia and Soma do good piloting again. I like the resolution of their conflict. I wish the conflict was a little better. Yeah. I wish it was a little bit better explored. I honestly wish the resolution was a little bit better explored as well, but... I think even Soma kind of chills and he kind of chills is kind of a good place for it, yeah. but we don't really see Alleluia chilling properly. Yeah, and I think that's really my problem with it, is I don't... She chills, but we don't really see him chilling, but, it, like, he's now trying to respect her, even though she's now being like, no, it's cool. So, I don't know. It's a weird spot to be, but it's progress, and we get to see Alleluia being a good pilot again for, you know, at least 30 seconds. He's okay. He's an okay pilot again for 30 seconds. Smart missiles don't actually use the skill of the pilot to determine if they hit or not. Zach, what's your high point? I think my high point might be Kadi coming back into things. Yeah, it's good. And Sumeragi gets it beforehand. I think the, like, shot of her lower lip is a bit too much. Yeah. I think it would be more fun if she just showed up, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Man, what's my high point going to be then? I guess it's just going to be the battle in general. It's difficult to talk about, but it's really well animated. The only nitpick I have with it is that one reused shot of the double O. And it's reused really close together with the yeah. previous one. I was going to say also runner-up to Arthur Goodman's death. Um, it's just not quite as satisfying as I wanted it to be, which is kind of the theme of the show. I don't know. I, Goodman was never a villain I cared about at all. There's so, that, yes. like his death is exactly the level I... There's a little bit of shot before I was seeing him finally get a comeuppance, but... What is your low point, Tyler? Oh, man. I was trying to think about that. You guys go before me. I've got a couple that I'm, like, cycling through. I think I might have to give it to uh, the shot of uh, Marina and Sheeran on the you aren't allowed to be in w- at the uh, front lines ship. It totally makes sense for Marina and the kids to be there. Sheeran should be on that bridge. Yeah, it, it's just one of those things where it kind of feels less like this scene is actually important to the story we want to tell and more to remind you that they're present. To My, be fair, I feel like that's a beat shot because it happens after the credits. Yeah. So that's just like an establishing. I'm, I'm fine with that. My argument for leaving Sharon behind is that they need someone to run Cataron if this goes sideways. And she's like, kind of I the feel next like if command. this goes sideways, it's not so yeah, much. There used, isn't a Cataron there, there left. Cataron is left. Marita and six kids <laughs> <laughs> and Sharon. Who immediately fires Marina because she's useless. <laughs> <laughs> we call the kids the Catarettes. Uh. No, no, she keeps Mir- uh, Marina around because she needs her as her minister of the public relations. All right. Hey, remember how the final battle between Setsuna and Mr. Bushido is in this episode? Yeah. Oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> and like, I even kind of like it. Like I said, I feel like this is the best Mr. Bushido is this entire series as a foil for Setsuna obsessed with revenge, which is what Setsuna is trying to change about himself. But it gets in before the opening credits. And 
it's so awkwardly placed being straddled between these two episodes. I forgot that was in this episode. Tyler, we're back to you. Um, I think mine is not the entire scene because I actually like it, but the everyone stating their motivations in the bridge scene, partially because lock-ons is still pretty weak, and also because Felt doesn't get one, even though literally everyone else, even kind of Lassie, gets one. Milena doesn't get one. Okay, Ian Vashi doesn't. doesn't. Sumeragi doesn't get one, which is like the greater oversight to me. But the closest I think, thing Sumeragi gets is just proud mom look. Proud mom look. But also, during the launch sequence, we kind of get their... St- uh, motivation stated again, and like I like that launch sequence, but we kind of needed one or the other. Okay, yeah. So I like the launch sequence a lot more than the bridge sequence. I agree. Okay, but you said the launch sequence for your low point. So well, no. Um, I am saying the fact that they did both and okay. the bridge sequence is the low point for me. Okay. You know what else we didn't even mention in this episode during our recap of it is uh, the felt and Setsuna in the hallway scene. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because that's perfectly neutral to me. I like it, that's but it's fair. not high point. It's also, like, didn't consider it at all for high point, didn't consider it at all for low point. I wonder if, like, if you would feel differently about that relationship if I had not spoiled it at the beginning. I mean, it comes a little bit, like... It still feels like it's in the earlier stages of a relationship. Yeah. This feels more like Felt being like, hey, I want you to be, like, a slightly better friend as opposed to some guy I work with. Um. <laughs> I want to call you by your first name and be cool with that. Yeah. Like, I can do that for you. Do you have an MVP, Tyler? I'm not really sure who it's hard it on this one. I, uh, when I asked it, I figured out who it is for me, I think. I think it might actually be Cotty for me. That, that was who I was leaning to, because she gets the one who gets to show up dramatically, right? And everybody else is just, like, firing on all cylinders. But like, Setsuna doesn't do anything especially good. He uh, gives that speech to Bushido that prevents Mr. Bushido from, like, giving up on Bushido Bushido. Yeah, again, I spoiled that Mr. Bushido. Like, that doesn't result in anything is my problem with that. Which, which is yeah. not this episode's fault or Setsuna's fault. But that makes it, robs it of potency for me. I think I might have to give it to Kadi as well. Yeah, I think it's unanimous for two weeks in a row. Kadi Monikin is the one who does something cool this week. Yeah, because, I mean, at this point, Setsuna cutting three battleships in half is just like, all right, you do that every day. And also, that's activating their trap card, right? It's pre-activated. Uh-huh. It's baiting their trap card. But all right, so let's put the Susanoo, our favorite Gramacre murder machine, <laughs> on our mobile suit list. Tyler, you said something in jest, but I don't know how in jest that I found perplexing. Which is my high point is that chess cannon. I think that chess cannon's so fucking dumb, Tyler. You have no idea. <laughs> I agree. Do you actually like... This is not an intervention. This is like a this general question. This is not question. an intervention. Do you actually like the chess can? Bullshit. I, this is an intervention. I do kind of like it. I think the amount that I like it has been greatly overstated. Okay. So... Like, like I said, you sounded like you were joking, but I didn't know how much you were joking. No, I, I kind of like it. I think it's worse than the Masaro. I like those beam katanas so much more than the like physical swords the Sasanowo has. I think I would agree with you. I think it also has a bit better of a color scheme because the Susanoo, like... It is just black, right? It doesn't have any kind of color balance. It's just black, which is boring. I think I agree, although I will say I think the Sasano Oak has a better silhouette. Like, I think it looks better if you're just, like, doing a paper cut out of it. That's fair, because I was going to say, I actually do like it more than the Ahead, just because it's secretly a flag. (laughs) I do also like the fact that it is just a flag with extra shit on it. Presumably a different cockpit. From the normal flag, though, because it looks like it's got the uh, the cockpit from the Enact. I think I agree. I think I like it better than the Ahead, even though it is very dumb. So, final question. Speaking of gaudy mobile suits, better or worse than the Alvaron? Oh, boy. <laughs> the mobile suit? The mobile the suit. Mobile armor? 
Uh, the thing is, the Alvaron is fucking swinging for the fences, and I appreciate that. So I think <laughs> I prefer the Alvaron as far as dumb mobile suits go. I think I would agree with you because the Alvaron, I actually do kind of like the Alvaron's like wings on the back of it, and it has a reasonable head. Whereas the Sanoo is like, I'm almost at my final form as my head spikes keep getting longer and longer. <laughs> I just imagine him. Going through like a Frieza style transformation where like he becomes a psycho Gundam for a second. He's like, and and then gets smaller as he gets more powerful. Anyway. All right. Anything else we want to say on this episode? Oh, it's a pretty good one. The action is great. Um, the, the, I don't know. It's setting up stakes. We get to see Arthur Goodman die. Cotty's there. It's pretty good. All right, then. It's a Gundam will return in Flower of Life. Apologies for killing you!